welcome to series two of our Weekend Cumbria podcast, which is kindly supported again by Cumbria Community Foundation. I'm your host, Jenna Sutherland, and the Wellbeing Coordinator at Weekend in Carlisle. In this series, I'm going to be inviting some more real local people to share their health and wellbeing experiences and expertise in authentic and open conversations with me. Real people telling their own stories in their own words. Today is episode three and we have Samantha Lees, who is aged 31, originally from Workington, now living in Carlisle. Sam's here to talk about her experience living with a fibromyalgia diagnosis. Hello, Sam. Hi. Hiya. Um, I wanted to start by, first of all, thanking you for being here. Thank you for having me. I feel like I put you immediately under pressure because we've only actually <laughs> known each other. It's like, hey, how are you? Come and do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we only actually met about two weeks ago, I think mm-hmm. it was, in our Weekend Wellbeing Centre because Sam approached us about potentially starting a support group for people that are living with fibromyalgia and also a support for loved ones of people that are living with fibromyalgia. So yeah, we've met a couple of weeks ago and started (laughs) chatting about that. And then I've invited you to come and do a podcast. So thank you very much for doing that and short notice and trusting me. (laughs) So I guess um, really it was just because after chatting with you, meeting and chatting with you, I just thought you spoke so well and and helped me to understand a lot about fibromyalgia and also I know that you really want to help other people Mm -hmm. understand it as well so where did that journey start for you? Um, The helping people thing is the most important thing I think because I've start from the beginning I suppose it was about five years ago that I think I had my first flare-up and it was very very much a case of what the heck is this what's going on do I need to go to hospital like what it basically felt like my arm was burning from the inside and it didn't matter what I did, what painkillers I took, whether it was hot, whether it was cold, whether it was up, it was down. Nothing could make the pain go away. And I just had no idea what it was. Fast forward to about five years later and I eventually got a doctor's appointment with a rheumatologist in the hospital. And bear in mind, this five years passed and I was going back to the doctors and back to the doctors. And they were mm. saying things like, try exercise, try losing weight, try yoga, have you tried this or it'll just be this, just have some painkillers and nothing was working for it. Um, so I went to the rheumatologist because they were like, right, we'll try and we'll see if it's arthritis, um, which is kind of similar. Um, but arthritis, to do blood tests for fibromyalgia. It doesn't show up. So I went to see this incredible doctor and it was literally five minutes. And he went, this is really obviously fibromyalgia. Like, I don't know why nobody's ever mm-hmm. this up before. And it was a weird situation because I think he expected me to be like, oh, no, this is it. I'm, I'm disabled now. Like, this is who I am now. This is what's happened to me. But it was such a light switch moment because it wasn't all in my head and it wasn't all that I'd sort of made it up and that I was just lazy and that I couldn't do the things that people my own age could do. Because what, like five years ago, I was still in my 20s. So it was, I was quite young to be diagnosed with such a chronic, it's a chronic illness, it's chronic, it's chronic pain and chronic fatigue. So Mm -hmm. when you're sort of 20 something and you're told that, oh yeah, one day you might end up in a wheelchair, but like it's fine, it might not happen or it might happen really far in the future. I think a lot of people and rightly so are quite scared by it and quite sort of like stunned and taken aback and oh my goodness what is my life going to be but now that I've kind of got over that a little bit Mm -hmm. I found that I really want to not educate people because I'm not an expert by any means but help people because I did go to a support group um, arranged by somebody else and I just got this overwhelming sense that people just weren't getting the support that they needed and it was very much 
we'll just sit in a room and we'll have a moan about how sore we are or how we can't get upstairs or how we can't go to the toilet. And it, it just felt like it wasn't helping anybody mm-hmm. being so downbeat about it. Obviously, it's really miserable. I'm not saying don't be miserable about it because it's awful. Um, but I really wanted to sort of bring light to it and empower people that have maybe fibromyalgia mm. or even chronic fatigue or like with this COVID thing, you get long COVID, which is similar to um, fatigue and give them the power to be like, I'm going to take ownership of this. This isn't going to be, this isn't going to define my life. This is going to be something that, yes, I have to live with, but I'm not going to let it ruin me. I'm not going to sort of let it define me. I'm going to research, take ownership mm-hmm. and see where it takes me from there. Did you have to do a lot of research? Had you heard of it? So back to the moment when you were diagnosed with mm-hmm. it, did did you had you heard of it? Did you know much about it, or have you done all of the research since then? I had I had no idea what it was. You said fibromyalgia, and I was like, "All right, cool. Well, what that?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I say, to begin with, I was like, "Oh, thank goodness, I've got a name for it." Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if somebody said, "Oh, yeah, you've broken your leg. You've not just got a sore leg. It is actually broken." You kind yeah. of think. Oh, good, right. I'm not just being a pansy. Like, it, it's actual, yeah. it's a thing. Um, and then I said, well, what is fibromyalgia? And he said, well, it's chronic pain and chronic fatigue. And chronic pain is pain that lasts more than three months mm-hmm. and it's widespread. Whereas, like, acute pain, if you hurt your back, the acute pain is there to protect you from hurting yourself more. Mm-hmm. Whereas the chronic pain with fibromyalgia is, there's lots of research into it and they think it's a glitch with the way that your brain and your central nervous system sort of handle pain mm-hmm. so whereas like somebody else might go oh oh that hurt a little bit my my brain sort of goes ah that really hurt and it's yeah. gonna really hurt for weeks <laughs> um so I did a lot of research myself he, he gave me like a leaflet and stuff but it was very much a case of yep yeah, fibromyalgia bye mm. um so I found a lot of people have struggled with that as well where they've just been given the label and then told take some antidepressants off your off your pop Mm. Um, so a lot of research but again that's sort of my goal with this really is to empower people to do their own research and not I was speaking to one lady and she was very much sort of just oh well the doctors told me it's this that's it that end mm-hmm. and she was very sort of resigned to it and I was like well no if you research it you'll understand more about it and it's not the end it's mm-hmm. not very nice sure but if you have the ownership of it you understand it more yeah and there's lots of resources online. There's like Instagrams. I'm a bit addicted to Instagrams. It's a really good place if you just type in fibromyalgia on the hashtags. Yeah. Careful with it though, because there is quite a lot of misery and quite a mm. lot of sob stories that if you get, let yourself get so bogged down in, you can take yourself to quite a bad place. You've mm. got to sort of be careful and know yourself. Is it, is it, do you have like good stages, good periods of time where you feel a lot better mm-hmm. and, and is there certain triggers do you know what your triggers might be or what what were they originally I've spoken to people in in various different sport groups and and people um through work and in my personal life that maybe they think a certain um event mm-hmm. in their life might have triggered it originally yeah. There are, there's quite a lot of research into it. And the thing is with fibromyalgia, nobody really knows. Mm. There's lots of like, we think it might be this, we think it might be this. But the more sort of prominent research about it is, and I can vouch for this because this is how I think I ended up with it, is a trauma. Mm-hmm. So it can happen, ladies that have given birth sometimes end up with it because really as, as lovely as giving birth is, I, I've been told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't sound That's so debatable. Nice to me. <laughs> um, it's a traumatic experience for your yeah. body. It can be a physical trauma. It can be a mental trauma. So if you lose a loved one, 
Mm. Um, mine was I had a really bad case of cellulitis mm-hmm. and vasculitis. So it was like to the point of almost like the doctor was like, leave this another week or two and we're amputating your leg. Mm. It was really bad. Um, so that's about six months after that all cleared up. That was when I had my first proper flare up. Mm-hmm. So now that I know what it is and now I've done the research, then we can put those two bits together and be like, oh yeah, that 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 does make sense. It, it has come from that. Mm. Whereas before I did the research, it was just like, well, it's fibromyalgia, the end. Mm. <laughs> and what about the, your loved ones? I know we've spoke about this mm-hmm. um, before the podcast as well and, and you really want to help yeah. people overcome that and explaining to people. It's telling people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if... It's hard to explain, but even if you sort of just really clearly tell someone, like, and I'll use my mum as an example, she won't mind. Um, but, um, <laughs> she used to sort of say, oh, God, there's always something wrong with you, Sam, or come on, like, chop, chop, hurry up. Or mm. like, if she'd, she'd, bless her, she'd be understanding, but she wouldn't fully understand. And that would put pressure on me, unknowingly to either of us. It would be, oh, God, there is something wrong with me all the time. And oh, I'm not doing as well as I should. And it would be mental pressure on top of the physical pressure but as Mm. soon as I got this diagnosis and explained it to my mum once I'd done my own little bit of research and said mum it is chronic fatigue and chronic pain so there is always something wrong with me like Mm -hmm. we're not just saying that I'm not just being a drama queen I did always used to think I'm just a lazy slob that can't do things other people can do but there is a reason now it's not Mm. just that I'm being lazy Mm -hmm. um so once you tell people I think that's the most important thing. That's what I've spoken to a lot of people and they struggle to tell people because they feel like they're just being overdramatic or they feel like people won't understand, but they're never going to have the option to understand if you don't tell them. Yeah. Does that have an an automatic impact on your mental health then, I presume, because it's limiting you a lot of the time in in normal (laughs) day-to-day activities that's impacting your mood? Well, I lost my job due to it, which was mm. major. Um, so that's been sort of a bit of a kick and a bit of going through the ringer. Mm. Um, and I've always, always, always been sort of not bad at work. I've been, I've worked since I was like 14 <laughs> um, and I've always worked hard, but I've always had a lot of time off sick. And then it got to the point where I was, I went back to work after lockdown for one shift. And then I woke up the next day and I couldn't walk. Mm. And that was a really big flare up. I forced myself to go into work and I really shouldn't have because then I was in bed for three weeks after. Um, so it's it sort of, I've lost my job, which was a major thing. Um, and I now basically sort of sit in my flat and don't do much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talking to you now is quite major because I, I will just sit in my flat and uh-huh. not do a lot because it's so easy to just get in on yourself. Mm-hmm. And you sort of think, say you invited me to dinner. I'd be like, yeah, cool, I can do that. But then on the day, can I do it? Yeah. So I could say yes to you now for going out on Friday and then Friday morning comes and I literally cannot get out of bed. Mm. Like I was going down to see Matt, my boyfriend, who lives down south, and I was I was fine. Like I'm never not in pain. I'm always in some degree of pain and I'm always some degree of tired, but I was what I call fine. Mm-hmm. And then the morning I was meant to get on the train, I woke up and I was like, oh no, not today, please not today, mm. because I literally couldn't get out of bed. So it's there, there is no sort of like sense to it. There's mm-hmm. no like, oh, I can go to the gym and it makes me worse or I can lie funny or I can eat something or I can drink. or I, There's no sense yeah. to it, which is another hard thing for mentally because you're never prepared. So you can never sort of plan 
Yeah. Which me, as a bit of an OCD planner, mm-hmm. finds very difficult. <laughs> because it was interesting you said as well when you had your diagnosis that the doctor said, oh, here, take some antidepressants. Mm-hmm. So is that because that's a symptom of fibromyalgia or is that because they automatically know that that can develop? What? I think when I've done, again, when I've done research, I think a lot of people, when they get given the prescription for antidepressants, they're like, oh, but it's not depression, it's fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. what are you doing? There's been research into it that actually got it written down. There oh, we yeah. um, <laughs> They boost um, certain chemicals that carry messages to and from the brain, oh. um, which is where they think fibromyalgia scuppers everything a little mm-hmm. bit. So they try to sort of boost those chemicals, which in turn levels out some of the fibro problems. They're not oh. giving you antidepressants because you're depressed. Yeah, they they're used for so many different things. It's not just like, oh well, you're going to be sad because this yeah. is your life now. Like, here, have some pills. Mm. They give them for different reasons, and they give them to sort of help with sleep sometimes as well. Oh. Um, so if you if you do get a fibromyalgia diagnosis and your doctor's like, right, here you go, have some antidepressants. There's a lot of stigma around mm. it, and there's a lot of like, oh my god, antidepressants, no. Uh-huh. But try it, and don't be afraid to be like, this one hasn't worked give me something else yeah I I tried about six different ones before I settled on one that worked and that was that was years ago I've been Mm. on antidepressants for a long time um and then the tablets that he gave me for the fibromyalgia I tried again five or six and I didn't find any of them really worked for me so like please 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 don't be so that medication separate to your antidepressants so you get your antidepressants and some different medication it's different for everybody but a lot of people can just get by on the antidepressants and again like I say I am not a medical expert so if anyone's listening just don't be like well Sam's yeah Um, and then you get you can get given things which are normally prescribed for epilepsy Mm -hmm. um, because they're sort of the, the triggers that happen in epilepsy are sort of they're not linked to the fibromyalgia, but it's sort of been proven that the mm. tablets can help. Oh, um, right. The ones that sort of ease off the seizures and epilepsy, mm. it's proven somehow. I'm not really sure on that, but there's that. And then there's obviously the antidepressants and then there's tramadol and just painkillers and yeah. stuff like that. So there's a lot, like I say, it's not my area of expertise, so I wouldn't like to say no. too much. But if you are going through it, definitely don't be shy to talk to your mm. doctor and don't be shy to say, that didn't work for me. Like doctors are, we have this thing of just being the be all and end all and mm. they are amazing. And my doctor especially is just like, found him and I was like, where have you been all my life? Mm. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, but don't be afraid to tell them that didn't work. Yeah. Because there's going to be something out mm-hmm. there that does. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Because right? yeah, I wouldn't have known all of that. So now where you are now mm-hmm. is you are wanting to use all of your experience to help other people but in a different way to the support groups that you've been to in the past what in particular do you want it to be different uh it's like I say the the support group that I went to I'm sure it works for some people Mm. but I think I'm a bit too my mum will say I'm very independent and sassy Mm -hmm. so (laughs) uh, I think I was a little bit too like well why am I how is this helping anyone by just sitting here and being miserable Mm. like yes the situation sucks like yes I'm 31 and I sometimes need help to go to the toilet like it's ridiculous but Mm. that's life let's not get bogged down in that and it's taken a long time for me to get to this strong point Mm -hmm. and to be so like no that's not who I am it's part of me but it's not who I am Mm. and I want to empower people to feel like that as well I'm not saying that I'm perfect I'm not saying that I'm like this poster child for it because I'm definitely not I do have my days where I'll just lie in bed all day miserable as Mm. hell um 
<clears throat> excuse me, but I want to empower people to take ownership of it. And even if, like, when I went to that support group, there was people that didn't know it was a disability. Yeah. So they're missing out on getting even simple things like a bus pass or yeah. a blue badge. Or if you're struggling at work, you can apply for benefits. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't feel very nice, but yeah. that's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling through it, like I used to work 40 hours a week and it was hell. There was good days and bad days, but there was more times when like I'd see all my colleagues going out after work and I'd be too exhausted to do it mm. and too much in pain to do it I'd go straight home lie in bed that'd be me but now that pressure's taken off me mentally and there's a lot of research into it as well that says if you alter your lifestyle so even if you don't take all the medication because a lot of people are a bit mm, about taking mm. lots of pills if you alter, your, alter sort of your lifestyle um your diet even mm-hmm. can take a lot of it there's somebody I know that sort of went vegan and she was like think that's what's changed it because I've changed nothing else in my life yeah I haven't done that so I don't know if that works or not um a lot of people say like exercise but do it within your limits because mm-hmm. fibromyalgia sometimes you can't even walk to the couch yeah it's tricky with that and then a lot of people say like one one blog that I read she was a teacher and she was really stressed she was doing like secondary school teaching and she was eating badly and she was drinking on the weekends and mm. she was just basically not treating her body with a lot of love I sound like such a hippie I'm sorry. <laughs> and then she stopped she quit her job she started doing sort of things for herself she started taking time to relax she started mm. sort of doing nice things for her body like listening to her body which I think is a major thing and I, I get that it's hard because I was always such a go-getter and I'm like if you see me when I'm at work I'm the person running around finding jobs when everybody else is like chill yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't chill out very well so being forced to chill out mm. and being forced to sit and just be. Mm, it does it, make you wonder whether it's your body making you do that for yeah, a reason exactly. as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it is. You've mm. got to listen to your body and as frustrating as it is and it's just like, God's sake, all I want to do is go for a walk. It's mm. a lovely day, but I can't get out of bed. Yeah. Get a book, put mm. Netflix on and just let yourself be a bit of a slob. Yeah. <laughs> I think the rest is one of the most important things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and I've spoke to people with various different conditions that are chronic pain and chronic yeah. fatigue and um, no good is going to come from you forcing yourself out of mm-hmm. the door if your body is telling you to rest. Yeah. But the negativity that comes with that, like you say, you're even using the word slob yourself about yourself. <laughs> it's just a habit. <laughs> yeah, when when you know that's not true yeah. and, you know, you, you laugh about it, but um, it is. it does kind of come with that mm-hmm. negative label, doesn't yeah. it? Um, so I think you're doing really well to allow yourself <laughs> that time to, to just chill out. It's tough. Yeah. And I will, like, again, in the support group, sort of, or talking to people, I want to acknowledge that it's tough mm. and I want to acknowledge that, yes, we're going to be a bit miserable but I don't want to dwell on it. Mm. I, I, I don't want it to be like, oh, poor us. It's like, obviously that's going to be a part of it because yes, poor us. Mm. <laughs> but it's the uplifting empowerment side of it that I'd, I'd rather, like if somebody was, if I was starting off on my little fibromyalgia journey and I'd found somebody that wasn't all doom and gloom, mm. then I feel like I'd be in a bit of a better place. Yeah. I think just as well, the the beauty of those kind of empowering support groups is, listening to each other's (laughs) stories and what has helped because yeah like you say a lot of it is going to be miserable but what's helped you feel a little bit better and it'll be different for everybody but the more people you chat to the more people you listen to if the medication isn't working for you is it getting out for a little walk Mm -hmm. every day or is it I don't know some people maybe do try the yoga or, or whatever but what works for one person we say this 
time and time again mm-hmm. on these episodes of podcasts about various different subjects, but what works for one person isn't necessarily yeah, going to work for another. And I think by creating that support group environment, you instantly have got more people in the room who are sharing an experience with mm-hmm. you who you can chat to and soak ideas yeah. up Because it can and, be quite lonely and quite yeah. isolating because I know that I've isolated myself quite a lot since I've finished work because mm. I don't want to be a burden to people. I don't mm. want to be, say, my mum and my sister want to go shopping. I'll go, but I'll feel quite bad because I can't run around the metro centre like I used to. And it's like, they obviously, they do not think I'm being a burden, but me personally, yeah. because you can get very insular with it, you can, because it's happening to you and you mm. can't properly explain it to anybody else. Because the pain that I have, I can't put into words. It's not like stabby pain. It's not an achy pain. It's just pain Mm. so you can't really fully explain it to anyone as much as you try Mm. so it can be really really easy to sort of isolate yourself Mm -hmm. but again that's not really helpful for anybody because people are going to worry about you you're going to down and down and down in this hole so you're right if you've got a group of people like peers people Mm -hmm. that kind of understand a little bit more than maybe Joe blogs on the street Mm -hmm. then you're in a good place yeah So we have had chats between us and you are going to take the lead with a support group for (laughs) fibromyalgia support group and you're going to use our centre in Carlisle, which is the Weekend Wellbeing Centre. And to begin with, we'll we'll share the details of, um, to begin with, we're going to start with what we're calling a focus group. (laughs) Um, and just getting a bunch of people. I think you've got about 10 people interested yeah, already. it's quite yeah. exciting. It's quite a nice bunch of people by the sounds of it mm. as well. So I'm quite a little bit nervous, but yeah. I'm quite excited. <laughs> so we're getting people together to basically chat about starting a support group, chat about what the, what everybody else wants from a support group mm-hmm. as well. What are they wanting? Are they just wanting a cup of tea and a chat? Or yeah. are they wanting specialist support and people to come in with the practical advice that you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier like benefits support yeah that sort of thing and it might be that it's a combination of all of the above um but that is on the 6th of October 6th of October at 10 a.m yeah yes. at the Weekend Wellbeing Centre in Carlisle um so if anybody did want to get in touch about that you can message Weekend through mm-hmm. the social media channels or um, via our email address which will all be linked to this podcast anyways um and I'm quite happy to coordinate that but it will be Sam that's leading the group (laughs) because as you've all heard she's clearly the expert always I know about expert (laughs) (laughs) you definitely are um and lived experience is all Mm -hmm. people need sometimes it's just to share with somebody that really really understands because they've been through it and that's kind of what weekends all about is getting people to chat and share their their experience it's a nice safe space as well I've only I've only ever been twice but whenever I go I feel very sort of chill yeah. very zen oh thank you that means a lot we do sometimes knock the big light off and put a lamp on because it makes it feel cozy <laughs> bring a blanket <laughs> yeah the kettle is also always on so yeah um if anybody's interested in coming along to that group they're more than welcome to get in touch about it absolutely and i also think i can't think of anybody better to be leading that group because oh, you're you. such a warm like welcoming bubbly person to be around um i think even just if people, I mean, it's worth just pretending you want to know something more about fibromyalgia just to come just and come meet Sam <laughs> because <laughs> you are so lovely and just inspiring as well. And, mm-hmm. and I know we spoke about, it might be that somebody's listening that hasn't had a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, but maybe it's got a friend or mm-hmm. an auntie or a sister or whatever 
that has had that diagnosis and it might be worth them coming along to a couple of, course, of sessions yeah. to just find out more and see how they can better understand and 100%. support somebody that they love. Um, f- for you moving forward, I think it's going to even do you the world yeah. of good just to be able to extend your hand and, and help other people that are in the same situation mm-hmm. or similar situations to you because of you just being so positive about it. I think it's excellent. I must point out, it isn't all the time. I do no. have moments, I call them swoopy doom moments. Um, but it is, it's giving me something to focus on, which I think you need. Mm-hmm. Like I say, you can get very isolated. You can get very used to just doing nothing yeah. because your body doesn't really let you do an awful lot. And when you've worked all your life or when you've been like super flamboyant and mm. social and then all of a sudden your body's like, eh, can't do that anymore it's like I had an absolutely brilliant counsellor and she said you're going through a lot Sam like Mm. just take a step back and you are basically grieving for the old you Mm -hmm. Um, and when she said that I was like oh my god I felt like a kick in the gut Mm. I was like oh my god she's right Um, because it's it's a strong word to say you're grieving but essentially to sound a bit dramatic the old me is gone Mm -hmm. I can't do the stuff that I used to do I used to love going to I'm really into my music. So I used to love going right down to the front at concerts and throwing myself around and being a bit stupid. And now I couldn't do that. Now, if I do go to a concert, it's getting a seat Mm -hmm. and it's pacing myself because that's something major in fibromyalgia is pacing yourself. But when my, she was called Linda, she was incredible. When she said about grieving, again, it was like a light bulb moment Mm -hmm. that went off because you are grieving for the past you. But also from grief, you become stronger. Yeah you become a bit more aware, you grow as a person and then it's maybe sounds a bit burst, but I'm quite excited about the new mm-hmm. me. If that, like, it, it sounds bizarre because, yeah, I'm excited to be in pain and tired. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see where I go from here and this, yeah. like the support group helping people and even just being a bit more aware of myself and having the time to be a bit more aware of myself. So that's kind of like, if I was to find like a, a happy silver lining from mm-hmm. it all it's now that I've got time because I've had to give myself time because my body's went on strike yeah. basically so I've had to give myself the time to learn about it learn about myself and learn about where I'm going from here yeah. sounds very philosophical it's great <laughs> and thank you for being here to help teach me and everybody else that's listening as well because I think that's massively important and I'm really excited that you've approached us um, at Weekend to help you with your support group. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted and I'm just as excited as you are to see where you take this mm-hmm. um, and what the future holds for your support group. Only good things can come from it, I think. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Do you know how to make a nice cup of tea? Because that's really well, important. Well, I used to be a barista, so I'm more of a coffee person. Oh, okay. That, yeah. we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I'm sure we can. How wrong can you go with a cup of tea? (laughs) (laughs) No, it really is going to be brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you.